Psalm 25, let's read. Psalm 25, 12, and I'm going to go into it. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Basically, if you fear God, he will teach you if you ask. 1 Corinthians 3, 19, an amplified uh, um, classic version. For the world's wisdom is foolishness, absurdity, and stupidity with God. For it is written, he lays hold of the wise in their own craftiness. Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified Classic Version and the rest of the verses will be read in this same version. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. 1 Timothy 6, 18 through 19, charge them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be liberal and generous of heart, ready to share with others, in this way laying up for themselves the riches that endure forever as a good foundation for the future, so that they may grasp that which is life indeed. Lord, I ask for your power and grace to reside upon me, Help me, Lord, bring a word for this people and not try to compare it or do what we did at 8 o'clock to allow your fresh manner from on high to fall fresh on these people in this worship hour. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the abundance and increase that you're bringing our way. We thank you for the new level of maturity and grace that we shall walk in. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. 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 As you take your seat, as you take your seat, we're going to speak about on the subject decisions. Decision. This, this is not one of them go home and shout sermon. This is one of them common sense sermons. Because sometimes, you know, we as Christians, we so deep and so holy, we ain't no earthly good. Amen. Want to make everything spiritual that ain't even spiritual. Like I was saying earlier, some of y'all run a red light, get pulled up by the police and say the devil is alive. <laughs> Ran the light. <laughs> you should have stopped. And we make stuff so spiritual that it's really our fault. And it has absolutely nothing to do with God nor the devil. Can I tell you something God said? God said he did not give us a spirit of fear, but what? A power. And what? A sound. What? Even the crazy folks say sound mind. He gave you a sound mind. Right? If God did not mean for you to use your mind, he would have never stressed that he gave you a sound one. The Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. Right? The Bible says he would do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever you can think, ask, or imagine according to the power that works what? In you. Which means you have to do something. Faith without works is, that's where your little mind come in. So you, you can pray for a job and pray for a job and pray for a job and never fill out an application. That's dumb. So what we want to do is make sure that we take responsibility for what we need to handle in our own life. The fun thing is some people look at the success I have and may other people may have and, and, and have acquired and totally disregard the hard work, the discipline, and diligence it took to attain it. They don't understand that I had to make some tough decisions. But those decisions were based on the Word of God and lifted me from one position to the next. I had to gain more and more knowledge every step of the way, right? So it's, it's about making decisions based on God. It made no sense for me to come here, as I said, to catch the midnight train to Georgia in reverse, to come here to a place that was going to give me a $30,000 pay cut. Everybody I talked to said, don't go. But the word says, seek ye first the 
kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. So I gave up my real estate, but God has added it back. I gave up my principal in teaching, but God added it back. Got a job at Hampton University to teach uh, the leadership class. Didn't even apply. Real estate company, booming. Why? Because God gave it back. When you make decisions based on the word of God, God will honor you and bless you. Can I tell you something that some trolls going to come on my page and disagree with? God talks about prosperity in the Bible more than salvation. If you read your Bible, you understand. See, some of y'all, there's no Psalms and John 3.16 and, 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 and maybe a little dash of Matthew, Luke, and Mark, and, and, and maybe Genesis. But have we read Amos? Have you read about God's judgment? Have we wrote, read Hebrews about God's faith and faithfulness? Have, have, have we read the other books? And when the more you read the Word and the more your soul prospers, the more God can trust you with. In Deuteronomy 30, uh, 19, God tells us that he made us free moral agents and that we have the right to choose between life or death, a blessing or curse. Life constantly offers us opportunities to make decisions on a daily basis. When the alarm goes off in the morning, we can decide to either get up or sleep in, right? When we receive money, we can decide whether to spend it on things that we want or things we need, Right? It's funny how some people uh, say they don't have enough, they didn't have enough money to pay rent in school. They didn't have enough money to get into school. Yet they went to a party every week. Huh? Some of y'all, we just need to blame it on the alcohol. Huh? Can I keep it real? You bought Hennessy top shelf every weekend, but you couldn't pay your rent. Got quiet. Some of y'all got Moet, not even knowing it's Moet. I got that Moet. I got that Moet. Moet? I only know this because I studied this in seminary to figure out. <laughs> but for real, every decision is an open book to reality. Once we make a choice, right? We have opened the door to a particular outcome. For example, if you are not prospering financially, it's not that God hasn't given you what you need to gain wealth. It may be because you have not obtained the practical knowledge needed to become successful in that area. See, the problem is we think because we did something faithful in our relationship, we faithful in business. No, you might have a great relationship, your faith and your prayer life is strong, but your prayer life may not be strong in your career life. Your career life may be strong, but you're not praying for your children. You understand what I'm saying? You have to build your faith in every area area. Just because you have faith on the job doesn't mean that you have faith in your house and your wife or your husband is happy. You have to build your faith in every area. You can't go to the weight room and just do the best press and expect everything in your body to be in shape. You can't just do one thing and, 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 and just do some curls and think cardio has been covered. You have to exercise every part of your body. You have to do different exercises to build different parts of your body up. And some of us have only received the one measure of faith God has given us, but we have not read our word and prayed to build it up. See, see, God gave us all, like we said last week, a measure of faith. He gave us all the same amount, but some of us have not grown the measure of faith he's given us. You have to read the word, and the more you read the word, the better your decisions will become. Look, 
financial decisions have been based on the information you required, you, you, you acquired throughout your life. However, bad information leads to bad decisions. The question we should ask ourselves, what information have I based major decisions on? Did you go ask a broke person how to make money? Some people do. Some of y'all go ask that same girlfriend that's always by herself what you need to do about your man. I knew I'd find somebody with that one. The same girlfriend, always by herself, always talking about everything. But you go to her. Married folk, if somebody been divorced five times, don't ask them how to work on your marriage. You need to see what the fruit is. Right? I'm not going to go to a pastor who got two members in his garage and say, hey, man, how do I get through this pandemic with my church? I'm just keeping it 100. You need to make practical, common sense, sound mind decisions. God gave you a mind to use it. I'm not saying don't pray, but what I am saying is stop blaming God and the devil on stuff you did. One thing I respect about the man, the prodigal son, he didn't blame his hating brother. He didn't blame his father. He woke up in the pig pen and said, if I would have just stayed my tail at home, I would have been all right. I, I don't know why I left. If I would have never just, just spent all my money hanging around people that don't even like me, I never would be in this position. And when he came to himself, wrapped his sound mind and understood, I got to make a different decision, then God brought him out his mess. Some of us need to just make a decision to change, a decision to lead that person, a decision to walk out of that crazy relationship. You have a sound mind. Use it. Oh, I know it's the first time visiting here like, I thought he was going to tell me what God going to do. No, it's Common Sense Day. It's National Common Sense Day. Because one thing about church, for Lord, we ha shot it up on quarter, ba 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 shot. Just spend the money on the bills instead of your Gucci's. If you can't do both, I had to do that because I got on Gucci. I ain't really mean to say it, but I'm just saying. I paid my bills. I used the overflow. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God, help me. God's going to have to give me some better examples as I preach. <laughs> See, the people we have had relationships with throughout the years have impacted our decisions in major, in our lives in major ways. This is why we should be cautious about what and who we allow to influence us. Family members are a major source of information for most people, but loved ones may not be the best source of information. Right? We can determine whether to take a person's advice by looking at his or her life and observing whether he or she has made wise decisions. We may have grown up with a certain mindset that developed from the impartation of family members and close friends. However, we should consider the habits we form and, dis and discard the ones that do not line up with the word. Right? If it don't line up with the word, move it out the way. These habits may be hard to break at first, but we can do all things through Christ. Now, this is when you got to understand, you, <clears throat> you have to read the manual, the Word of God. And so you got to understand that you can't break some of these things, even with your common sense, even though I'm preaching common sense, because you can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens you, which means you need to read your word so that you, your soul can prosper. He said he wishes above all things that you be prosperous and in good health even as your what? Soul probably. Your soul is your mind, your intellect, your reason, your intelligence, your personality. The more you grow in him, the more he can trust you. Why? Because the more he knows that you understand him and the more you have his voice, the more you have his understanding, the more you would do with what he gave you what he wants you to do. If you work at a bank and you take some money because you want to build a house and it ain't yours, you're going to jail. <laughs> Why? Because you were steward over that money. You were steward over that account. It's not your money. And sometimes we do what we want to do with God's money and we don't understand why we broke. If we do with God's money what he wants us to do, bring him his tithe, bring him his offering, watch how God magnifies. It don't matter what you think the preacher doing right or wrong, it's a hotter place in hell for me and other pastors that don't do with the money that we supposed to do with the money. If we do something that's not right, God will deal with us. He said, be careful of those who become teachers because you'll be judged more harsh than others. He's not talking about the haters on Facebook. He's not talking about the haters on Twitter. He's not talking about Instagram. He's not talking about the people walking down the street. He's not talking about the daily press. He's talking about hell, the place that he will, God himself, will judge you. So stop worrying about what a preacher doing with your stuff and worry about what you're doing with what God gave you so you can walk in prosperity. I'm telling you, don't you worry about it. I ain't going to take no money because I'm hot now. It's cold outside. I ain't trying to go to hell. I ain't trying to misuse and abuse what God gave me. I ain't trying to embezzle nothing from no church. Hell is hot. Hotter than this sweater. Hotter than them lights. <laughs> it's hotter than menopause. <laughs> hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> hey. <laughs> See, God's word is the wisdom we need to govern our lives. And what Whatever contradicts it will lead us down the wrong path. We can find information that opposes the word in many media outlets, TV, reality shows, talk shows, whatever. They're going to always, and the thing, see, 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 the, the people that's on TV always try to give you something that's popular with the world. And the crazy thing about it, we get oversaturated and inundated with it so much, sometimes we as Christians act like it's okay. You can't watch a movie or a sitcom or a show without some man liking another man. Y'all know what I'm saying. I, women, and, I I'm just saying. Some lady like a little lady. Some, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not judging anybody, but that's wrong. Just like if you say something to me wrong, sometimes I may something back, say something back wrong. I ain't saying all the time. You running the Pastor Maxwell, I'm good. You running the wheel, word on the street, I don't know. (laughs) 
If you bring us some hate, say, Dr. or Pastor Maxwell, and you will keep me at my good place. We all fall short of the glory of God, but gentlemen, I'm not going to sit up there and not speak truth to power because the world trying to act like something right that's wrong. See? And that's how we get so messed up. We accept all the mess the devil gets us. We accept that we can be, uh, we can be walking around here with Adam and Adam and Eve and Eve, but then we get caught up and act like we're supposed to be walking around here broke because God never said he wanted you to be in lack. He said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly, and you keep letting the devil steal everything from you because you keep letting the media tell you what you need to think. Get mad, unfollow me, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is what the Word of God says. And when I make a decision based on the Word, I'm going to walk in prosperity. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to walk in my healing. I'm going to walk in my deliverance. I'm going to walk in my success. You better make a decision based on the Word of God. I left my house. I left my real estate. I left my good job to come here and take a pay cut. Why? Because the Word of God directed me to do it. He said, he who has not left mother or sister or brother, who have not left car or house or job for my name's sake, that won't receive a hundredfold in this lifetime. If I leave it because God said leave it, God is going to give it to me ten times better in good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. How do you get your overflow? You get your overflow by obeying the word of God. If it don't match with the word, get away from me. Ooh. Boy, I don't know where that came from. It's 11 o'clock. See, ain't no, ain't no, see, ain't no Super Bowl because some of y'all came at 8 o'clock the other week with the Super Bowl and I was hyped like this. At least I was calmer at 8. Thank y'all. Y'all who come to 8, 11 o'clock, the club, y'all just come to 11. No, I've been needing a rest at 8. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny how we don't walk in the Word but be wondering why stuff don't work. You're doing something unethical, but you're wondering why your business is not working. It does not line up with the Word of God. See, you keep looking at little Johnny and, and, and Sarah across the street. You keep looking at the Kardashians. And, 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 and you keep looking at all these other folk that's, that's doing wrong, and not saying they're doing wrong, I just wanted to get your attention, and that's doing wrong, and, 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 and then you try to act like, why can't it work for me? Because God chastises who he loves. Because he loves you, he would rather you stay broke and go to heaven than prosperous and go to hell. What does it matter if a man or woman gained the whole world but loses his or her soul? I'd rather have $5 instead of 10 if the $10 is going to corrupt me. Now, disclaimer, I'd rather have both. 
But if God in his infinite wisdom doesn't want to bless me until I'm ready for it, I'd rather just not get blessed. Because the Bible says a man or a righteous man or woman is like a tree planted beside rivers of living water that yields fruit in its season. You yield fruit in your season. And until your character is right, it's not your season. It's not that God is waiting on some chronological, chronological line for you to get down to this old or this long. No, he's the Kairos time God that places you right when he needs to put you where you need to be. So the minute your character lines up, the minute your, 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 your personality flaws are being dissipated so he can trust you when he bless you, he'll give you the blessing. He waiting on you to mature to give it to you. You hear what I'm saying? So when I'm talking about prosperity, it's not limited to money, my trolling friend. But it's not excluding it either. The problem with church people, and that's why I usually make the post for, is that we believe prosperity is everything but finances. Because we want to walk around here, act like it's some privilege to be broke. God said, I bless those who bless you, I curse those who curse you, and through this covenant, all generations will be blessed. God wants to bless everybody through you, the covenant that you have with Abraham. You are blessed and highly favored. Now, I do get tired when I say, hey, how you doing? You say, bless, highly favored, but you are. You really are. Although it irritates me when I say, hey, and you say all this. It's true, so keep saying it. Don't worry that it bothers me. I talk about you, but don't worry. You are blessed and highly favored. That ain't the way I greet folk, but that's you. If you got to say it to remind yourself, go right ahead. I ain't going to talk about you. I'm going to call Sister Glory and be like, she crazy, and I'm going to hang up. <laughs> but at least you said what you're supposed to. But what? <laughs> but this is what I'm saying for real, though. Let me get, let me get out of here. We, 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 we. See, the Bible is God's instruction manual, right? See, 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 I, I don't understand how we keep reading these books to put the Easy Bake Oven together in the Barbie house. And, and sometimes we don't want to read the manual to the little cabinet. And then sometimes the, the look, the side that's supposed to show the wood on this side, be on the back side, because you didn't read the manual. Oh, man, I got to take it all apart. Oh, man, oh, man, I got to go buy a whole other cabinet because I got to take And then the next time you learn, let me just read the manual so I can make sure everything on the right side. And you read it because you understand that's the only way you can put it together. But your life, why don't you just read the word? Wise decisions are based on the word of God. Foolish decisions are not. And I could have just walked in and said that and dropped the microphone. Bow! <laughs> Let's go home. And you know what? Let me give you the word of wisdom. Hey, man, you, work, you base your decisions on the word of God. That's wise. If you don't, it ain't. Boom! Out! See you next week. It's a wrap. <laughs> That's it. But see, the word of God will not get in your brains by osmosis. Some of y'all will say, you will say, oh, the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance what it is. Not if you didn't read it. How can you remember something you have not read? And now you all have no excuse. All you got to do is listen to it. So my mama, she blind. She used to listen to these books all the time. She was like, I read this book and I read this book. And I was young. I was like seven years old. I'm like, man, if I could just listen to a book, I'd read it too. 
And now, 10 years later, <laughs> I don't know how many years, 40 years later, here we are. We can read books by ourselves. So you don't have no excuse. And faith already comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So just listen to your audio Bible. Right? Get it together. But the thing about it, we think it, have you ever talked to somebody that tried to make you remember something you know it didn't happen because you was there with them? Man, you remember how it happened? It did it up. And you know, I ain't going to never remember my dude. Why? Because it didn't happen. I was right there with you. You did not do that. Stop trying to make me remember something that didn't happen. <laughs> you understand? Because you know it didn't happen. So if you don't read the Bible, the Holy Spirit is looking at you like, dude, I know the word, but I can't bring to your remembrance this because you didn't read it. So you have not empowered me to make you remember. Let me tell you something, boy. If you're in a barbershop and people talking a whole bunch of junk, see, I don't really debate with people. All the time I sit there and debate with people is when somebody in the barbershop or somewhere, and this might be a little kid or somebody who might not understand, and then I debate. And they'll be like, how in the world? Because sometimes I might can't remember scriptures right off the top of my head all the time, but in the midst of the heat of battle, psh, you better get ready. Woo, I'm ready. I'm loaded, baby. All day long. Why? Because I read my Bible, so the Holy Spirit not going to let me lose, and so I can lose a soul. He's going to make sure he breathes in my remembrance every scripture I need to make that point. But I read it, though. Okay? So write this down as your disclaimer. The Holy Spirit can't make you remember nothing you have not read. Some of y'all probably do need to write it down for real. <laughs> See, look, see, the word of God, see, see, unless we tap into God's wisdom, we do, do, we do things out of our own belief system or knowledge base that we've developed over time, which will be limited and in some cases flat out wrong. Sometimes it's limited, sometimes it's not even right. Obtaining the right information is critical to our ability to make sound decisions. When we choose to make the word of God our final authority, we begin to display wisdom in all our decisions. Wisdom is having knowledge and understanding about how to proceed when we don't know what to do. If you know what to do, God ain't wasting his time, right? If you want a job, God not going to say, fill out an application. <laughs> Why? Your common sense tells you that. God may tell you, where to apply, where not to apply. He might order your steps to, when you walk in here, you might take a left turn and say the right and run into the manager and get a job on the spot while you looking. He might order your steps to make sure you run into somebody that's hiring right then on the spot, but he would not fill out the application for you. Some of y'all believe that. That's why I, I hate I have to say it, but I do. Making a wise decision is, is about knowing how to use the knowledge that we have in any given situation, right? For instance, it is wisdom. See, my mama, she got wisdom, right? My mom, she blind, right? But she organized, she organized all her little extracts and stuff in a way that you're supposed to organize. Well, she organized it, but if you, you don't touch it, or well, your chicken ain't going to be right. Leave it alone. 
<laughs> Leave it alone. But but it's wisdom how she can organize it and 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 and, and put it in a way where she can remember the shape of this and that and, and season everything the way it's supposed to be and prepare a full course meal for everybody, even though she's blind, right? It takes wisdom for you to prepare a full course meal. You can have the meat and the chicken and the salt there, but if you put sugar on the chicken, well, some of y'all probably do that. But ah it's wisdom. I remember I used to be in my mama's face like, how in the world? I know she can see. Ah. Let me look here. Ah, I know you see. Trying to scare like, oh, I know you can see. I mean, when I first started driving, you know, my daddy was out, started driving, and we driving, and we going down uh, 85, up 85, 75, 85, and, 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 and then I passed the exit. He said, I think you passed the exit. I'm like, I, I did pass it. How you know? She's like, because I know how long it takes. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> oh, she black for real, right? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm putting my head on it. <laughs> like, I know she can see, but even though she can't see, it's wisdom. Now, my thing is, if my mama can cook and, well, she don't drive, and tell you how to drive <laughs> without sight, if God tell you to walk by faith and not by sight, why can't you? You don't have to know every answer. You don't have to see every answer. As long as you tap into the word of God and let God order your steps, it'll work out. What did he tell Abram before he became Abraham? He said, go to a land I will show you. He said, where? Don't worry, I'll show you what it is. I'll show you what it is. He said, where is it? Don't matter. When you see it, you will know what it is. Just start walking and follow this thought. Do whatever. I Just go. You understand what I'm saying? Wisdom is understanding and trusting God and not leaning on your own understanding. That's what wisdom is. Look at uh, James 1.5 tells us what it is. He says, if you really want wisdom, see, some of us want to say, I know knowledge and wisdom is different, but, but, but really, how do I get this wisdom? Well, John, James, I mean, James 1.5 in the King James tells us, if any of you like wisdom, let him ask God that give it to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and he shall be given to him. He'll give you wisdom if you ask for it. So if you want wisdom, what you need to do? Oh, my God, how simple is that? Can I tell you about church folk? The reason why I'm trying to give you this simple ser sermon, we try to be so deep with everything. It don't take praying in tongues for everything. Oh, well, I need to eat. The Lord told me to go to Red Lobster. Really? <laughs> eat what you want to eat. I'm just saying, we make stuff so deep. <laughs> when it doesn't need to be deep. The Lord ain't told you to go to Red Lobster. Your check told you you couldn't go to Schlesinger's. That's all. <laughs> For real, if you need wisdom, simply ask for it. When you do, God imparts his insight into you for the specific situation. So you can't, see, wisdom, you got to ask God for wisdom in everything you do. In what? All your ways acknowledge him. Not just in your real estate, not just at your church, not just at your teaching job, not just in your marriage. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will give you the wisdom you need to, I don't want to keep preaching, it's hot. Ask him. 
asking him a wisdom is acknowledging him and letting him know, I don't know, God. I need you. I need you to show me what I need to do. Our lives are comprised of a series of choices. Where we need, where we end up is the result of our decisions. You are the result of a decision you made. So what your brother told you to do that? You didn't have to do it. You grown. Why? You trying to blame other folk for your decisions. You can, they can only suggest to you what you should do. Right? That's all. See, stop playing the victim role. Take responsibility. Can I tell you something? God and the devil, neither one of them make you do anything. They both suggest to you. And you make your decision based on your own mind. You do know that, right? That's what you do. Because it says when you sin, you're drawn by your own lust. Right? Because that means that's something you want to do. You can blame the devil all you want, but he done brought a whole bunch of stuff before you unless you're just a straight heathen that you didn't even do. <laughs> but you fell into what you wanted to fall into. Look at this. God has made us free moral agents and will never violate our right to choose. Let me go ahead and make sure the scripture tells you. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I called heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your children will live. Man, God gave you a bubbling test with just two choices and still gave the answer just because, just make sure you ain't too dumb. He said, look here, I, I put before you blessing and curses, choose blessings. Some of us choose a curse though. You know what the blessing is, but sometimes we choose a curse. I put before you blessings and curse. Choose blessing. Choose life so that you and your children will live. God giving you an open book. He gave you the answer to test. Right? See, we must be under with ourselves in order to make quality decisions. Growth can't occur until we acknowledge that we need to change. I can always tell how serious a person's decision is to change by the boundaries they put up, right? Now, you say you want to lose weight, but every time the hot donut sign come on at Krispy Kreme, huh? You, you live down past Warry. You turn on Denby to go to 64. You can turn on Bland. You can skip Krispy Kreme. You ain't even got to turn up to go to Jefferson there early. But you just want to pass. And then you got the audacity to say you want to lose weight. And you know you got to make the U-turn to go back. Huh? Can I talk to somebody? If you really, really want to get right, you will make boundaries. You know you're an alcoholic. But every time your friends go to the club, you want to go sit at the bar with them so you can fellowship. They sipping, you gulping. Huh? Like I said, you in it like Thor. Another. So funny is, then you you an alcoholic, you don't even blame it on your friends. You, you, you even got a song about it. I blame it on the alcohol. No, you drink it. You have to make boundaries to make sure you make decisions that are well. I knew. I, I don't even want to get into my own life. Leave y'all alone. Shut up. <laughs> 
decision to choose God's way. We must decide to protect that decision by placing boundaries around it. We can no longer entertain people and sources that, uh, of information that contradicts God's word. When somebody starts saying something against what I think, like I had to read this, when Donna put it together, I said, hold on, hold on. I read this. I had to make sure, okay, that's work, okay. It said, give up social media at least one hour a day to study the word. I said, cool, because I first thought it said, give up social media. But right now, I'm trying to make sure we have a bigger presence on social media so I didn't want to fast social media. And if it would have said, I would have told you how to scratch that out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But not saying that it would have been a bad thing. But I know I want our presence to be better because that's a form of evangelism. But when she said, put it down for an hour so you can read your word, it still lines up with the vision. Right? So no matter how small something is, you got to nip it in the bud if it goes against the vision God has given you. So if somebody get up here on Sunday morning and say, social media the devil, we're going to get the daggone uh, Sandman out here and get them off the stage. Why? Because our vision is to have a bigger presence on social media because we're taking territory from the devil. We don't want the devil to have Facebook. We don't want the devil to have the internet. We want to infiltrate and make sure when he got all this homosexual stuff and, 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 and pornography, we want to make sure the word of God is all in the midst of social media because we want to take territory from the devil because we kick it in the gates of hell. Anything that comes against and exalted itself against the armies of the living God. You got to be like David. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes against the armies of the living God? Let nobody come against me. <sighs> and the vision God has. So I had to stop because you would have had me going. See, I rebuke the organ. Because the organ... <laughs> was going to make me keep being hyped. But I know that was going to be hyped, so I, I stopped. <laughs> uh, see? Uh, I'm almost there, though. <laughs> see? <laughs> you got to make boundaries so that, so, that, so, that, so that he won't bring them suggestions in your mind. You got to take it captivity with the word of God. You, 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 or you will get distracted and sidetracked by murmurings and people that come tell you stuff that don't line up with what God is telling you to do. That's why you got to be like Nehemiah. When he went, he didn't take anybody. He went by himself first. In fact, he got to the point, he didn't even know. He, he said, I know I heard one of the problems the horse was talking to him. He left the horse at the gate and walked in. I'm keeping it 100. He, 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 the, lady, the, the lady that had the, the oil and, 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 and Elijah said, go get some pots from your neighbors and bring it in and close the door. Sometimes you can't bring people into your vision because you got to guard your vision. You can't bring everybody in the vision of your embryonic stages. 
had a young lady ask me, hey, how much should I pay my CEO? I'm going to be the CEO and COO. Have you started the business yet? No, you don't need a COO when you just start a business because they're going to get on your nerves. Because in the embryonic stages, you can't have a COO because they way may clash with your way. You got to get your DNA in your business first, and then you can call somebody else in. You can't just try to start a business all big and have all these CEOs, CFO, COO, and all this stuff. You need to get your vision together first and craft it and make sure you have it firm before you bring other people in certain key positions. So is it with your idea. You can't tell everybody your idea in the beginning. You can't tell everybody what you're trying to do in the beginning. Before I made the decision that what we want to do to do social media, before we even made the video, I met with my media team to make sure we were strong enough to figure out what we wanted to do because we already knew haters were going to come. And when haters come, they'll start making you second guess what you're trying to do. Because when people start writing on the wall, oh, Lord, this, this man don't believe in God and the devil, right? Oh, this man say he worships the devil and he write on my wall. Do I really want to keep doing this? But I keep doing it because I had already got the foundation with my media team first. And I understood and told them when we start doing this, people that don't even believe in God are going to start coming because we're going to be exposed. To, we're going to be exposed to people we've never been exposed to before. And so you be strong. Little I know I had to listen to my own words. And I be trying not to clap back. I told him not to clap back. I only clapped like five times so far. <laughs> Good for me, because I've been a whole bunch of times I could have clapped. But it, hey, I'm just going to praise God that it was only five, because it could have been 25, 100. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let me, let me hurry up and get out of here. Again, a blessing comes when you make a godly decision. A curse comes when you make an ungodly decision, because it empowers you to fail. When you make a foolish decision, the foolish decisions are decisions that are not in line with the Word of God and are quite expensive. I know it's Valentine's Day, so I'm going to just go ahead and make this example. Say a husband cheat on his wife. That, that that's, that's just opens up a window of, of, of craziness that'll come, an unwanted pregnancy, diseases, right? Divorce, right? That's just a few. Besides that, the emotional and spiritual damage that can occur because of infidelity. His decision of sin to sin across money, time, energy, and most of all, his peace of mind. Right? So look, but look at this. As we mentioned last week, God's grace empowers us to do what we cannot do with our own abilities. When we choose to operate in wisdom, we can trust God's grace to give us the advantage. Additionally, the Holy Spirit always is always there to direct us into victory. Please be reminded that following God's word and the leadership of the Holy Spirit is a process. You're not going to go to sleep today because you heard this word and you've been living your best wrong life and going to wake up and just live your best holy life. It ain't going to happen. See, you got to let people know we talk about the best life because some people's best life ain't the right life. Some of y'all had the best wrong life. But when you go to sleep today, don't think you're going to wake up healed and totally delivered. No, it's a process because you have to grow and you can't beat up on yourself because you fail. Now, you must acknowledge your mistake, but you can't beat yourself up. The problem is some of us get caught up in the same sin because we don't forgive ourselves. We already know we should give other people, but you need to learn how to forgive yourself. And because when you don't forgive yourself, you have a 
an unholy soul tie connected to that sin. And every time you feel guilty about it, all you're doing is thinking about it as a man or woman thinking, so is he or she. And so the devil has fooled you into thinking about all the wrong stuff you did, and that's what causes you to do the wrong thing again. But if you look to the healer which cometh your help, and look toward the healer which cometh your help, and you will, you will renew your strength and mount up like an eagle. Stop looking at what you shouldn't do and look at what you should do. Look toward the healer which cometh your help. Press toward the mark of the holy call. And the more you press toward the call, the more that other mess will fall off. Press toward God's prosperity and stop thinking about being broke. Press toward God's peace and stop fussing about your confusion. Press toward living your best married life and stop thinking about how you're going to leave your side chick. Stop paying her attention. Stop answering the phone. Look toward the hill and say, I'm going to take care of my marriage. You got to start focusing on what you want and not what you don't want. Jesus didn't ask the blind man, what's wrong with you? They said, Jesus, son of Barjona, will you please help us? Jesus looked over there and said, what do you want? He didn't say what you don't want. He didn't say, do you still want to stay blind? He said, what you want? And they said, I want to see. And Jesus said, so be it. You have not because you ask not. Do you want your overflow? Well, tell God what you want. Can I go back old school? Maybe I should have closed like this at 8 o'clock. But at 11 o'clock, I want to go way back. I want to say, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Say it one more time. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. I want my overflow. I want my healing. I want my deliverance. I want my victory. I want my promotion. I want my elevation. I want my liberation. I want my freedom. I want my equality. I want my opportunity. I want it right now. I want my husband. I want my wife. My God is a God of overflow. My God is an abundant God. And you know what Bible says? If I want wisdom, all I got to do is ask. But I want to tell you this. Let me give you this wisdom moment. God says that he wishes above all things that you be prosperous and in good health, even as your soul prospers. So if you want wisdom, keep reading your word. Read it every day. If you start off with two minutes, if you're just given two minutes, that's two minutes more than you gave him a fall and increase it to five minutes. Then hopefully by the end of this fast, you will get to an hour a day. And for the more you spend time in your word, the more you get to know Jesus, the more he prospers you, the more he orders your steps in his word, the more he'll bless you. Oh, let me stop. I got too hype. Thank you. When you operate in God's wisdom, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth.
He'll lead you where you need to be. He'll lead you beside the still waters. Let me tell you something, two things for still waters. Still waters could be a place to drink because sheep, see, sheep, no, see, sheep got enough sense to understand sheep can't take care of themselves. Sheep don't shed their wool. The shepherd got to shave them. And sometimes their hair, if they're in a wild, will get so big they can't even protect themselves. They can't even walk because the wool they, on their body gets so heavy and their legs not that strong. If a sheep has too much wool, oh, he got a lot of wool in the way. If it drinks beside water that's moving, it'll drown and get swept up. It has to be beside the still waters. But also still waters can represent your enemy because the dead sea, nothing can live there. If you got a fish tank and it's just a bowl and you put the goldfish in it, thank God you got goldfish because goldfish can live in the dirtiest water. That's why Abraham kept living with Arnold. But let me tell you something. You got it's better to have a filter on it and that the water flow because the flowing of the water cleanses itself. But when it's still, it gets dirty and things die. So he said, I lead you beside the still water, I lead you to the still waters of your blessing, and I guide you past your enemies. When you read your word, he'll make you lay down in green pastures. What I love about that text, it said, He'll make you. He didn't say he'll ask you. Because he loves you so much, he'll make you lay down. He'll make you lay down. He'll make you lay down in abundance. He'll make you lay down in your overflow. Some of you are because you're hearing his word, and some of you are not all the way listening, and it hasn't really gotten in your spirit, but you're going to keep hanging around this so long that God's going to make you lay down. He's going to force feed your blessings. He's going to make you be in somewhere where you got to get blessed. You ain't going to like it at first. But I'm letting you know what he does. If you obey the Holy Spirit and let him guide you, he'll lead you into all truth, including the truth about prosperity. Like I said in the beginning of the sermon, I came here, was going to take a $30,000 pay cut because God called me to be here. Everybody told me not to go. Like I told 8 o'clock, some of them will be here in March. <laughs> Don't go there. Them bylaws crazy. A year probation, that's crazy. Man, these bylaws handcuffing the pastor. Don't go. But the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added. I didn't interview for playing the commission. I'm on it. I didn't even apply. They just called me. I didn't interview to be to teach at Hamlet University leadership. They just called me. It's God is a God who doesn't make sense to us. That's why it says, lean not on your own understanding. So yes, make a decision to stop at that red light and don't blame the devil. Because I had to cover the common sense part. But make a decision to follow God when it comes to your life, even when it doesn't make sense. I'm going to give you this application to go by. 
It's from this day forward, whenever you are faced with a decision, ask God for wisdom. And during your prayer time, ask him to give you more revelation on how to make decisions. That means your prayer is not a monologue. To be or not to be, that is the question. Nah. It's not a soliloquy. It's a conversation. And when you get into your prayer closet or get into your prayer process, your prayer room, wherever you pray, wait on God's answer. And to make sure you wait on his answer, I would say get your phone, but nah, get a notebook because you're going to be answering the phone if it buzz. Get a notebook, some paper, pen, whatever. Write down what you hear the Holy Spirit telling you to do because he will answer you. He will answer you. The problem is we pray and keep moving. I'm not saying don't pray while you drive. I'm not saying don't pray when you're moving, but you need to get to a place sometime every day and just be still and let God download into you what he wants to put in you. Amen? I need you to do that every day. Amen. Amen. Every day you're faced with a decision. Even before then. Can I tell you something? I'm, I'm going to thank God for the hand clap. Before I sit down, Jesus only, Jesus prayed all the time. Jesus only prayed one time right before a miracle. And I preached it before at a funeral. is when he prayed for Lazarus to be raised from the dead. And he said, I'm praying because I'm doing this for you. Because he knew Lazarus was in a better place. He didn't even want to raise Lazarus from the dead, but he did it because he said, this is for you, God, not for me. Because I'm ready to go home, and I'm sure Lazarus don't want to come here. Right? But you never see when God, when Jesus is faced with a situation in real time where he just prayed right then. No. His prayer life, the thing about it is, but that didn't mean he didn't pray. The disciples they never asked God to show them how to do a miracle. Now, they did ask him one time, how did he cast out that demon in Mark chapter 9? But they never asked him, hey, how can we do this miracle? Can we do this? Can we do that? No, they said, teach us how to pray. Because they knew where his power came from. Because his prayer life was so strong and so evident that the disciples knew it had to be because of his prayer life. So when he was in a real-time situation, he was able to act right there in real time. And that's how I want you. I want you to pray to God so much and for him to give you wisdom, for him to be able to tell you before your day starts what you're going to walk into. When I pray, and sometimes I pray real good, I know what's going to happen before it even happens. Let me tell you what I always know. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to sit down. I definitely always knew what was going to happen in a, practice, in, a, in, a, in a church conference. Lord, that was crazy. I always prayed before I went there. One day I said, I'm a, I know who say what, in what order. I had told one of the trustees one time, I said, watch this. They're going to say, they, I knew what was coming because I, I was so prayed up. God will order your steps in his word if you read his word and you pray and build that relationship with him. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be successful. And your decision should be based on the word of God and not your own. Amen. Amen. Amen.